0: All right, how's it going? Welcome back to the Dad Wise Podcast. This is week four. Uh, my name is Isaac. I'm the host with you, as always. Um, today we are talking about how to become a tech wise family. Um, a bunch of this content is taken from uh, the book Tech wise Family um, by Andy Crouch, and uh, I'm excited to get into this. With you. Um, As always, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We have a blog called dadwise.co. I write my thoughts a couple times a week there and obviously on podcasts, but you already found us here. So let's get into this TechWise family. Um, I think all of us know that there is a growing amount of. what is it, science, study, (laughs) things that have come out that say phones are not good for kids. Teenagers in particular are not doing well with their technology. We're in the middle of this crazy experiment where we give all these kids access to the internet in their pocket and we just see what happens. Um, As a youth pastor back in the day, I just saw kids zoning out on their Uh, phones all the time and just unable to have conversations with adults and never looking people in the eye. And it was just bizarre. And then when Pokemon Go came out, it was like zombies hit the streets where people were just scrolling on their phones and trying to catch Pokemon. I do admit I did get Pokemon Go for about a month and then I just couldn't do it anymore. They kept releasing updates and I was like, man, I can't keep up with this. This is going to take over my life. So, Um, there is an epidemic. I don't know what you would call it. Not a pandemic, but there's something going on. Um, And it's not good. Our teenagers and our kids even are being taken over by technology. And we need to be able to set boundaries for this. Uh, We talked last week about how to be the coach of your family, the father's role as protector and provider and coach of the family. Um, And part of protecting our children is protecting them from technology, setting boundaries and creating rules around this. And so I'll have some tips at the end for how to um, establish the uh, the rules, the wisdom that Andy Crouch talks about. But first, I want to read a few quotes. This is from the Surgeon General, came out with this statement uh, about a month ago now, I'm guessing. I don't remember exactly, but um, this is what he said. Uh, it says, while social media may offer some benefits, there are ample indicators that social media can also pose a risk of harm to the mental health and well-being of children and adolescents. Social media used by young people is nearly universal with up to 95% of young people ages 13 to 17 reporting using a social media platform and more than a third saying that they use social media almost constantly. Almost constantly. That is terrifying. Um, It says it can it it can pose a risk of harm to mental health. I would just say it is posing harm to mental health and not just mental health, physical health. If you're on your phone, you're not out doing something physical. You're not walking around. You're not playing basketball. You're not running around the neighborhood like kids used to do, uh, playing sports or just exerting yourself in any way, climbing a tree. Um, social media has, uh, ruined not only mental health, but also physical health as well. Um, and so it goes on, says, the most common question parents ask me is, is social media safe for my kids? The answer is that we don't have enough evidence to say it's safe. And in fact, there is growing evidence that social media uh, use is associated with harm to young people's mental health. This is what the Surgeon General said. <laughs> Such a political answer. Uh, we don't have enough evidence to say if it's safe or not. It's definitely not safe. There is growing evidence. Uh, Just annoying how they talk. But anyway, children are exposed to harmful content on social media, ranging from violent and sexual content to bullying and harassment. And for too many children, social media use is compromising their sleep and valuable in-person time with family and friends. We are in the middle of a national youth, mental health crisis, and I'm concerned that social media is an important driver of that crisis, one that we must urgently address. I'm concerned that social media is an important driver. It is is a driver. It's not just youth either. It's adults. I've seen Tons of adults who just go into the spiral and uh, can't come out. It messes with your brain, creates this weird brain fog and uh, distractedness and inability to be present in our lives. And um, I know I'm on social media. This platform is social media, technically. But man, we have to have good boundaries for ourselves and for our children if we're going to engage with this. Um, safely, I know Wendell Berry. He handwrites all his books, and if you want to get a hold of him, you have to write him a letter. And I think that's a great boundary to have. He doesn't have a laptop. He doesn't have internet in his house. Um, he does have uh, power, but I think that's where he draws the line. So if you want to be really free from technology, just get yourself a flip phone. Go back to the old days with the the razor or the chocolate. Uh, I think my first phone was a razor back in the day, but um, if you're going to have a phone, if you're going to have technology, there are uh, some rules, some wisdom that we can implement. Uh, one more thing, uh, just the the uh, reality of parents being on their phones. I didn't talk about this yet, but just the distraction we have from our own children. So uh, when we're present with our kids, but we're not present with them and we're looking at our phones that's not good. (laughs) I don't know if you know that. But I heard someone talk about it like the secondhand smoke of our generation. Uh, Our our children need our attention. They need our engagement. They need our training. They need our presence. And so uh, if we're going to be with our kids, we should be with our kids. And so there's all sorts of apps and devices that people have made to help us put down our phones. Uh, But one of the things I like to do is just forget my phone in the car when I come home and just leave it. There or leave it at my desk down here in the basement when I go upstairs, and then I just don't have it Uh, from dinner time all the way until bedtime. I check my calendar and then put my phone away. That's an ideal night. Sometimes I get stuck scrolling, but I try not to. So, uh, we need to be engaged with our children, and our phones are are taking that away from us. So here are some rules from Andy Crouch's book, the tech wise family. You can grab it. I'll put a link to it. It's great. It has some research from, I think the Barna group um, that just shows how important all this is. Uh, His first rule. I don't know if this is the first one. These are just the ones I remember and really liked. I think he's got seven, Um, but no tech before double digits. So kids should not have technology at all until they turn 10. That's Andy uh, Andy Crouch's rule. So no TV in the house, no phones for the kids, no iPads for the kids, no nothing for the kids. I love this. I, um, we didn't have a TV for a long time. Uh, my oldest is seven now and we do have a TV, but all we have is a VHS player and Beatrix Potter. So we got rid of all of our streaming stuff. We have it, but we lost the remote. And so we don't use it anymore. Um, we actually did lose the remote. We found it now, so it's hidden, but um, I I love this, and I would love to be disciplined enough to just not have a TV, and we might go back to it, um, but once you bring a TV into the house, it's hard to reverse it, so if you have young kids or don't have kids yet, just don't have a TV. Like You can watch your stuff on your laptop if you need to watch something at night, but uh, it's so much better just to connect with your husband or wife at night. Um, instead of watching TV. So no TV before 10. I love that rule. Um, The next rule is also a no tech before 10. But it's no tech before 10am. So when you wake up, what's the first thing that you reach for your phone, it's like you start doing something on your phone. And his challenge is to not do anything until 10am, which is hard, because I don't know where I'm going. Most of the time, I shoot uh, real estate photography. And so all the houses are all over the place. So I need to use my phone to get places. But if you're just scrolling or zoning out, try not to do it until after 10, or maybe not at all. But if you can stay off social media till 10 a.m., you have time to wake up, uh, enter the day with purpose, um, set your intentions, take a breath, drink your coffee, journal, read a book, do anything else before you start to intake content or news for the morning or whatever chaos that uh, is happening in the world. There's smoke in in Canada. I don't know. Be present in your moment. Um, Not being on social media before 10 a.m. is a great way to be present. Uh, And the next one is no technology in bed. This is a huge one. Uh, Kids are going to beds with their their phone. That's crazy to me. I would talk to parents who are like, I just hope and pray that my kids don't watch porn. I'm like, well, don't give them an iPhone in their bed at night. Like, don't pray. Just do something. Like, take their phone. Uh, Or don't give them a phone. (laughs) Let them buy their own phone when they're old enough to afford it. Um, There's some wisdom here. Phones should all be charged, like, in the kitchen, in a charging station. Um, Even... Adults' phones, like we don't need to take our phones to bed. I put my phone across the room on a table, and I use it as an alarm. Um, and I should just use a regular alarm, but this is—it's what I have now, and that's what I'm doing. But um, not having phones in bed is a huge thing, especially for kids, because they get into chatting with people they shouldn't be chatting with, watching things they shouldn't be watching, or just not sleeping. Sleep is so important for everyone, and especially for teenagers. Man, oh man, no technology in bed. That If you do one of these things, that might be the one. Um, the other rule is no tech at certain times of the day. So he says one hour a day there should be no technology. Um, and they choose dinner time. I like to try to go longer than that if possible. They actually turn off all their lights and like eat by candlelight, which is kind of cute and Amish of them. But uh, And then no technology certain times of the week. So they practice a Sabbath, technology Sabbath, where they um, don't have technology for 24 hours, which is great. What a great discipline to have in your life. Can you live without your phone? Can you live without TV? Can you just sit and hang out and play board games together? Uh, what a great challenge to have. And then they also do like a yearly vacation where they try not to have any technology, no emails, no work, no nothing. I think they use their phones for GPS obviously, but, um, they spend like a week or two, every year with no tech, they delete all of the social media apps from their phones and just hang out with each other. Um, that's a great way to build a family team to build cohesion uh, is to be present with each other, look each other in the eye, have conversations, put the phones away. And so if you have a young family, it's a lot easier to start by just not having it. Um, but if you've introduced it to your children, uh, they say there's like a two week to one month detox time, uh, where you'll be wanting it, you'll be needing it, (laughs) and there'll be rage from the children. But uh, if you're uh, adamant, if you're um, purposeful, if you have a vision for your family, if you want more uh, for your children, then this will be worth it. Uh, Take their phones away uh, at least one day a week. Take the TV away. Uh, Do whatever you have to. Um, The last little piece of wisdom from Andy Crouch is that tech should be at the periphery of the house. So that's kind of already been talked about a little bit. Um, but he says, like, if you have a TV, once your kids turn 10, you're allowed to have a TV. Uh, put the TV in the basement or in a closet or have a projector that goes away and then you bring it out for, like, a movie night where it's a community event. There's no just, like, vegging out and watching 10 episodes of the Kardashians or whatever people do these days. Um, put it at the periphery. So phones charge in the kitchen at night, TV far away in the basement. Um, our TV has somehow crept up into our living room, and I'm actually about to go take it back downstairs. We don't have a good place down here to like set up and watch it, so I'm just going to leave it in the corner. And then when we want to watch TV, I'll carry the TV upstairs. It'll be a big ceremony (laughs) and uh, it'll be great. Every morning, the kids are like, can we watch something? I'm just feeling kind of tired. I'm like, yeah, you're tired. We're not going to watch something first thing in the morning. Maybe Saturday morning cartoons, but not everyday morning cartoons. So that's a few of the little chunks of wisdom from Andy's book. I'm not going to give you all of them. You can go read it yourself um but hopefully we as dads can help set the tone for technology usage in the house. Um and our kids are going to be around technology. I know a lot of people argue like, well, I don't want my kids to fall behind. We all figured out technology very fast and we did not fall behind. Maybe like your grandparents have had a little bit of trouble with it, but my grandma's 93 and she has an iPhone and she can't really type on it cuz she can't see the buttons, but she talks to Siri. And it usually gets her where she's going. She's had a few issues. But technology is so easy to learn because uh, there's uh, trial and error happens so fast. Um, And so my kids already know how to use my phone. And they they don't hardly ever get to use it. So um, we use it to listen to books sometimes. um, But it's not something to be worried about. Your children falling behind in technology. They'll figure it out. We all figured it out. I was born right on the cusp of uh, the technology boom, and I'm doing just fine. So uh, I think the benefits will far outweigh the negatives if you give your children a childhood. So one of the benefits he talked about, like his kids up until 10 didn't have TV or anything, they got to live. (laughs) They got to go outside and shoot hoops and climb trees and play in the dirt. Um, And that is a gift that we need to give our children. Um, the call of the wild and free book, I've talked about it before, uh, is a great book just talking about how children need to be outside to learn and how much development happens just by like spinning in a circle on a swing or, you know, hurting yourself while trying to climb a tree or the discovery of picking worms out from under rocks. Uh, we need to give our children that we need to unplug from the technology, infested world that we live in. Um, But I'll get off my high horse now. (laughs) You guys can make the decisions that you think are the most wise for your family that help you move forward with the goals that you have for your family. Um, For me, we want to keep a tight leash on technology and not let it overrun our life. I think the tendency for technology is to, to creep in and, um, to take more and more of our time. And so we have to constantly be pushing against that and fighting against the creep of technology. Um, but that's all for me today. If you want to help me out, you can leave a like, uh, a comment, a rating, whatever app you're watching this on or listening to this on. If you can just go click, uh, five stars, it would help me out a lot and help, uh, get the message out to more people. And thanks for following along. I'll look forward to seeing you again next week. Peace.